Wow, 22 pages later, with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. I don't know if it makes the world brighter, but I know that now in New York, things are starting to make a certain turn. We're starting to get around the curve. We're starting to bend the, bend the curve a little bit. And now different places are starting to open up. But you know what's funny? I didn't realize that um, haircuts and nail salons are kind of pushing to get open. And yo, who has time to be cute during when the world is sick? That just bugs me out. But, you know, people got their needs. Um, welcome to another edition. Um, hopefully there'll be a little bit more energy than that. Of Meanwhile, 22 pages later, episode 152. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And here with me as always is the man who leads the M22 team with the most minutes mouth. That's alliteration for you. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. It's not the house that's haunted. It's your son. Uh, Amityville. Nope. Insidious. Oh. oh, I've never even seen that. Well, I would never see it. Oh, a scary film? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm too frightened. Shut up before I throw you in a maze. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to throw and in a pile I'll- of corn? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and our other great host is the man who leads the M22 team with the most minutes after a drop was supposed to be pressed. RT Square, we're off the tech. So the other day as I was quote unquote working from home, I stared at my computer screen and a thought occurred to me. Killing two birds with one stone isn't as hard as you would think as long as you don't lose the stone. Oh, God. That's true. Or if they're <laughs> Siamese twins. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh, the things we think about. <laughs> or if, the, if it's a really big rock and it's two small birds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the things we think about in our spare time, we got to get out. We got to get out. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So um, today, we're actually journeying back to the DC Universe after a couple of shows. And we're going to visit the DC Universe channel um, because we're going to discuss... The Harley Quinn Show. I can't wait to hear this one. But first, Mike has a surprise for you. Okay, I guess it's not a surprise if he does it every fucking show. So you know what? Here's the quick news. Go. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. Well, you know, there's good news, there's bad news, and then there's this, which is just news because absolutely no one ever demanded it warner brothers is allegedly working on a demolition man sequel according to 1993's film star sylvester stallone's instagram quote i think there is coming we're working on it right now with warner brothers and it's looking fantastic that should come out it should happen end quote take a minute to really think about how you feel about it then scream i'm also wondering why he's he sounds like trump when he writes mike mike yeah. Don't don't raise my hopes. Is this true? Is there Demolition Man 2 coming out? According to Stallone, he should be a person that knows, but who knows? What is I, with I, him I, going through his library recently and just giving every single one of the movies he's been in a sequel? I don't know. I, Demolition Man does not need a sequel. It, it stands alone and should be left alone because it's <laughs> only going downhill at his age from here. Mm-hmm. What is your boggle? My boggle. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a cool movie for its time. It was yeah. you know very very niche, you know especially yeah. we're talking about the future and things like that. I mean we're already in the future and half of those things don't exist. No hover cars. Well, no. it's from it's from twenty thirty two. So is it twenty thirty two? Okay. Yeah, we we got twelve more years did to get a hover car. Did you guys ever yeah. figure out the thing with the three seashells? The three with the what? Who are the three seashells? What about three seashells? From Demolition Man. The Dude, I haven't watched that movie in years. Oh, my God. <laughs> Never mind. Let's not waste time on your ignorance. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll see about that later on. I'm going to ask about it. But, Mike, what else you got? Imagine Thor and Black Panther in space. Now, stop imagining that because that's not happening. Aww. Instead, you have famed director... Uh, Taika Waititi taking the helm and co-writing an unnamed Star Wars film for Disney. Now, already familiar with the franchise, Waititi uh, directed the Manchurian finale. I'm sorry, Manchurian. The Mandalorian finale. <laughs> wow. He joined by, yeah, he will be joined by co-writer Christy Wilson Cairns, who wrote uh, 1917, that film that just came out. No more details about the project have been revealed. 
Wow. I just read about this a couple days ago. Or not a couple days ago. Um, I think it was yesterday. And I was like, really? They would put Taika. Um, Taika. Taika. Um, Taika. Taika. I was right. The first time. Okay. Um, they, they're going to put him in charge of a, of a Star Wars movie. Meanwhile, they couldn't handle when um, when the guys who were doing the Lego movie were in charge of it. Yes. You know, because Waititi is known for his humor and off the wallness. And I'm like, and they didn't like that. They wanted the standard, you know, Ron Howard kind of production for Solo. So right. they're going to take another risk again. Eh, we'll see what they get. I mean, he's a good director, but he just has his particular way. I mean, let's. The franchise needs some breath, so maybe this will help it. I mean, who knows? And also, we don't know where in the world the franchise is going. I do know they have... Uh, I, I mean, aren't they doing like a, a Rogue One prequel or something? Or Wait, shut up. A, a Rogue or, One prequel. Or something like that. I, I, I could have sworn. I don't know if it's a TV series or an animated something. I know there's something going on like that. And I'm like, no one demanded Rogue One. I, I don't need it before or after. In fact, we know what happened after it. <laughs> we called it episode four. <laughs> um, and, and mind you, I I don't mind Rogue One, you know. Like no, I, I mean, it's fine. But 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 it, it was something a movie that you didn't have to tell, but you told, and it was okay. Yeah. But then I'm like, but you don't have to tell the story before that. Yeah. Well, no. What, what they're doing, I know what they're they're doing in the book universe is the um, the old Republic universe. They're doing stories about that. Yeah. I mean, but that kind of anything I think old would be fantastic. Go back. You know, how did the, the Jedi and the Sith even come about? Like, that stuff the would be fantastic, day, you know? The heyday of the Jedi when they were in full power. Well, yeah. were they ever really in power? They were more like, hey, we're here. Keep the peace, all right? Yeah, if if not, I'll hit you with my lightsaber. Uh, it doesn't matter. They'll forget about it in 30 years like they do every 30 years in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they Better. do. And, anyway, anyway, now this is what thinking outside the quarantine box is all about. Fans of NBC's Blacklist are going to get a season finale unlike any other. With nearly all TV production shut down at NYC due to coronavirus uh, pre- uh, prevention guidelines, the 19th episode was incomplete. But fans will get the finale finished with a hybrid of live action and graphic novel style animation. Ooh. Cast members, including James Spader and Megan Boone, recorded dialogue from their homes for the animated versions of the new scenes, with editors and animators completing the work remotely. Blacklist season seven finale will air on May fifteenth. The series has been renewed for season eight. That's interesting. Yeah, That's I can't wait to see it. I've seen a couple of uh, images and uh, you know the character Red. He looks great. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see how they do this. Mike, um, don't get mad at me. Oh, <laughs> but <laughs> when when kids say that, you already know shit's fucked up. <laughs> I, I'm so far behind on Blacklist. I think I'm I'm at the end of season five. Damn, I gotta. Catch I mean, I'm up. behind like I'm behind like maybe two or three episodes. That's about it. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. I am. Every time I see it on my Netflix queue, I'm like, no, I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry, but I gotta watch something <laughs> else right now. You're sorry about a lot of things. You haven't watched Kingdom. You haven't watched American Gods. We're talking. About, I have seen American Gods. Oh, the second season. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Wow. He just said, well, that's all yeah, right, yeah. yeah. What's that about right. Ralph? That's okay. Yeah, then, man. Then you're forgiven. You're forgiven for that. All right. That's about for it. now. Right. All right. Thank you. Last but not least. My sins have been least. resolved. Yeah. Last but not least, least uh, TV action stars might resort to talking down criminals from their bedrooms via Zoom. In a post-COVID-19 world of filming shows, there have been closed-door conversations for a roadmap to returning to the business of producing content. Over at Warner Brothers Television, which produces numerous shows for CW, Netflix, DC Universe, HBO, HBO Max, and others, studio co-president Susan Rovner has stated, quote, We believe we're going to need a plan for limited physical contact between actors, and intimate scenes may need to be reimagined or even reconceived, end quote. And WBTV co-president Brett Paul added, that stunts that are, quote, hand-to-hand, face-to-face requiring physical contact, end quote, for fight scenes would likely need to be removed. However, stunts from six feet away may still be okay. Paul emphasized that some employees have already contracted the COVID-19 and the studio will do what is necessary to protect anyone involved. Wow. That is a, quite a shift right there. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you know, <laughs> we're all thinking like, oh, yeah, how are we going to survive in the world? Oh, restaurants going to have the less seats so there's social distancing. Well, how do you think actors are going to act if there's social distancing? <laughs> you know, like that's just one of those things that they have to be near each other. And, and we, you know, so there's probably going to be lots of testing. It'll probably be like almost like testing for porn. 
Right. <laughs> you know, like, not that I know anything about that, guys. Not that I know anything about that. But oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm I'm the one supporting a six billion dollar business all alone. I forgot about that. <laughs> You're loathsome. I, I'm you far richer than I imagined. Too. Yes. That's why we keep you around. You're the benefactor. <laughs> Is that all our quick news? That's all the quick news I got. All right. Good shit, Mike. Um, Ralph, any quick news? No, but I would like to comment on that last quick news. I can the only porn or, 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 or <laughs> yes, the porn. No, the distancing. <laughs> it's I, I could only imagine like like a, a a fight scene where the guys are like just like throwing air punches at each other or something from a distance. Well, at the camera, or, and then you just see them react on the other side. Uh, yeah. uh, uh. <laughs> or, or or an intimate scene where the, the both uh, both uh, actors are wearing like uh, hazmat suits or something. <laughs> or, or or you could do no the easiest way easiest way is you have it like in uh um uh, believe it or not demolition man where they it's all psychically remember remember they had like the the sex helmets that they put on no one remembers demolition man i unfortunately do i unfortunately do that was the name of my basketball team in, um in college demolition, demolition man the demolition Did you guys men win? men no, we went 0 and 4. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know why they call them demolition men? Because they were always producing bricks. <laughs> he should really get a lot more fiber then. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike. In uh, in basketball, when you miss the shot, that's called the brick. Oh, I thought it was just a missed shot. <laughs> which which yeah. was so much easier to understand. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway, um, I got a little quick news. Um, and this is a game even Mike can play. Um, Ralph, wow. you uh, you have PS4 and not Xbox, correct? That is correct. All right. This I have is the news. superior system. You um, loser. Yeah, exactly. You loser because you do not get access to Streets of Rage 4. What are you talking about? Ooh. I have a Switch. Ha! Streets of Rage is on there. Biatch! Okay, well, that's good. Um, are you familiar with the Streets of Rage franchise, Mike? Nope, never heard of it. Streets of Rage is um, a ninth, uh, like a '93 game from Sega. That's kind of like a, a, a side-scrolling beat 'em up game. Yep. So basically, it's these these cops that are in plain clothes fighting around the uh, fighting the corruption in the city and fighting all the criminals. And basically, punch, punch, kick with special moves. It's a really okay. cool game. The music has always been really cool. And I think the last game they produced was maybe like '97 or something like that. And they waited all this time to to um, create a new video game. Yeah. And wow. boy, is it fun! Oh wow! So this isn't just like a retread of the same nineteen. No, it's oh, it wow. is a it's a continuation. The graphics are different because, and I'm going to speak real geeky, but I'm going to break it down for the non geeks who are listening. I know there's a few non geeks listening. Hold on, um, let me take some notes. Okay. Yeah, you you you're the geek. You're the geekiest <laughs> geek, motherfucker. <laughs> but when you used to play video games for Genesis, they have these ideas of like how the characters look. They call sprites. Like they mm -hmm. look like electronic characters. They're not using sprites anymore. They're using like animation style characters okay so it's got this 2d animation feel to it but as an action game so fun mike i would recommend it and everybody else i would recommend playing this game and i didn't realize how big the game was going to be I was like, oh a sequel whatever and i was like wait a minute shoot the rage four and three two of the three games are great this game fun nice. so much fun yes that's Very my nice. quickness and i yes. will have you know it's also on ps4 so ha Yep, hot to you. It's probably not as good, but whatever. Hot to you. And, and what year did you say that this uh, came out? The original one. Mm -hmm. The original one came out in '93. Rocky, fact check me on that one. I want to say '93, '92, '93. Came out for the Sega Genesis. Streets of Rage came out uh, initial release 1991. 91. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So the first one was '91. The second one was a couple years. Uh, I think maybe like two years later, some shit like that. Okay. And the third third one was a dud, but this one is really good. Mike, I'm telling you, it's a really good game. Nice. It's a lot of fun. That sounds good. I'll take it. Streets of Rage was ninety one. Streets of Rage two, nineteen ninety two. Streets of Rage three was nineteen ninety four. And then you get Spike Out, which came out in nineteen ninety eight. Then Beats of Rage, which I'm assuming is oh, a, that's a, that's a it's a fake one. Yeah, it's like yeah. A inspired. Yeah. That that you came out on Dreamcast, and that was in two thousand four. Anybody yeah, remember Dreamcast? 
Yeah, I remember the commercials. <laughs> I remember people being able to copy games on it real quick and easy, and that's why it failed, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. In any event, moving on. Thank you for the quick news, Mike. Thanks for nothing, Ralph. Let's go right into it. <laughs> Actually, thanks for the fact check, Ralph. All the jokes aside. Fuck and let's you. get into Fuck You too. And look at that. I talk about him being on cue, and he's on cue today. What's I up know. with that? I got Fuck like, you. you know. I got to motivate him by using insults. So now let's get into something that Mike's been dying to review since we first came up with the channel. He looked into the future and said, there will be a Harlequin cartoon, and I want to be a part of that review. I don't care how rich I am. I want to be able to do it. So today we're going to be talking about Harlequin, the cartoon series on DC Universe. And with a synopsis, if the man himself, who predicted as well in the future, that is, he would want to be a part of this, MFG... Mike, the finance guy. Yay. Yay, it's me. You know, if I had 10 extra dollars, I'd quit right now. Um, <laughs> all righty. Harley Quinn is the DC Universe streaming service's first adult animated series. The show revolves around the character created by Paul Dini and Bruce Timm for Batman the Animated Series episode. Anybody? Anybody? One. Now you're all losers. Joker's Favor. That aired September 11th, 1992. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. It, it aired September 11th? Yeah, of 1992. I know, of course. Yeah, but I was like, that's, wow, I would That's a day. It's, it's an yeah. actual day. It's not just, yeah. you know, for other stuff, you know. Shut up, Ralph. The Harley Quinn <laughs> series was developed by Justin Halpern, Patrick Schumacher, and Dean Laurie. The series has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 87% with an audience score of 85% and a Metacritic score of 82 out of 100 with an audience of 61 out of 100. Alrighty, little synopsis here. What do you get when you combine hot pants, codependency, a bustier, abusive relationships, lying, backstabbing, after-school special trite moral lessons, and the word fuck screamed every four seconds? You have the entire formula for DC's latest mind-numbing cartoon set in the Batman universe. Miss Quinn leaves the Joker to fend on her own. Uh, calamity and supposed humor ensues. Sound familiar? Well, it should. Uh, Harley attempts to fight her way into the Legion of Doom with half-baked schemes and an assortment of minor league villains as her crew. Poison Ivy loses her LGBTQ standing to serve as the conscience of the group and the audience. While a thick-lipped green plant and a loud-mouthed, overly sensitive gray shark put on blackface to entertain the cheap seats. Wow. While I shuck and jive my way over to the list of voice actors. We have Kaylee Cuoco as Harley Quinn, Lake Bell as Poison Ivy, Ron Fuchs as King Shark, Tony Hale as Dr. Psycho and Felix Faust, Jason Alexander as Cy Borgman, J.B. Smoove as Frank the Plant, Alan Tudyk as Joker and Clayface, James Adomian as Bane, Dietrich Bader as Batman, Christopher Maloney as Commissioner James Gordon, and Jacob Tremblay as Robin. All right, so let's get into it. And obviously, by that synopsis, this is going to be a good one. Let's get into Harlequin. But before we do that, let's press that spoiler button, or that spoiler warning with that button we paid so much money for. The button or the warning? Yeah, which Either one do one. we pay for? Either both, probably. <laughs> warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. You know, even... Even though it's a recording by Steve Francis of Stush Productions, it sounds like he's different each time. It does? It does. Yeah. Yeah. So that spoiler warning is brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush! <laughs> is that Stush Production? <laughs> What's funny, I gave you guys a different intro for the Steve, Steve Francis, and you guys are like, no, do it the real way. <laughs> no, we just sat there, we're like, we're not going to say anything until he says it. <laughs> <laughs> Where's our lead in? Where's our lead in? You fucking <laughs> prima donnas. All right, Damn so right. let's get into it. Listen, if it's in the contract, you do what the contract says. Now nah, you're you definitely right about that. Yeah, right, yeah. You're, Where's you're my back rub? Me, right. Where's All my right. back rub? So let's get into it. Harlequinn. Um... I don't know where Mike's going to go, so I'm going to give him a second to drink from his water because I know he has a lot to say. Ralph, how did you feel about Harlequin as a whole, season one? Well, I just want to say I loved it. I oh, found I it hilarious. Every freaking... I went in because Mike, before I started watching it, Mike was dogging it so badly i only I'm saw thinking, one episode I'm, I'm thinking you know this thing's gonna be horrible but once i start watching it i'm like yes this is the adult cartoon in the dc universe that i've wanted so badly 
Have you not realized that when it comes to humor, you and Mike are on opposite ends of the spectrum for the most part? So if Mike's for you, for you, if Mike says he doesn't like it, you're like, ah, oh, 50-50. I knew that already when for you. Listen, but I know I already know how you guys work. So listen, you know, there's there's that's a, why I'm there's, the leader. There's a Venn diagram in which our humor overlaps, you know? And it's there's stuff small, that we both enjoy. It's there's a, very a lot of small stuff. window though. It's a very small window. There's a lot though. of stuff in the overlap that we both enjoy. But there's now Mike, of course. But According to more that stuff window, on the side that we, you know, we disagree on, and Mike, and I guess we're saying that Harley Quinn is definitely on the side, right, Mike? For you, are you asking me my opinion of Harley Quinn? <laughs> That's my coy way of doing it, asshole. Yes. <laughs> well, let's just put it this way: besides, I think two or three side comments that other characters had made in the show uh, in the first episode, and I think somewhere maybe in episode two, I'm not exaggerating when I say I did not laugh. For 13 episodes. I'm not exaggerating. I literally I'm not, I'm watched that as if it was a documentary on making a shoe. <laughs> you know, um, it, I did not find it funny. It's not that I don't know where the jokes are. I didn't find them funny. And I, I just, it was either, like I said, they were either things I've heard a billion times, setups that you saw coming, them having to repeat the joke to make sure you got it, which I'm like, you know, that's that's joke 101 you don't do. Um, and then, like I said, I just found the characters were just very two-dimensional and they weren't exciting to me. You know, okay. I saw a promise, but no, it did nothing for me. I think I'm leaning on the promise. I mean, I, I was annoyed at um, during the first episode, but I saw a couple of things that I was like, okay, well, maybe if, if, if they change this a little bit or work this, you know, work this around, it could be better. Um well, let's let's get into it. Um, I know the first episode, the minute the guy said fuck, and then Harley, um, the guy on the yacht um, says fuck, and then Harley Quinn goes, okay, you pieces of shit. And she goes into that. I was like, wow, we didn't even wait long for that. Nope. That was like second 30, for 35 seconds into the episode. I kind of <laughs> saw what they were already going for. And it's kind of what everybody's talking about. They're trying to make her like Deadpool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, well, this it, for me, this conversation of this show, except for the cast of characters, is literally the exact same conversation from Birds of Prey. Wow! It's, it's there's there is literally no difference. You know, they've created a character that is supposedly representing this, like you know, ultimate free woman, and all she is is a man in a bustier and hot pants. Like, like, there's not a, a thing about, like, what you're supposed to do to be a man or be a woman, but she's a stereotype jock man. There's no woman to her. So that, like, I'm not quite clear on, I, I mean, I guess the audience that they're still going for, oddly enough, is the male audience, which is funny, you know, um, considering, like I said, the character has been, I mean, the whole point, I mean, think about the show. They bash men constantly for, for, for the women in the show. They're constantly bashing men. Um, right. It's about getting out of a relationship with a guy that's not appreciating you, and da 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 da. da. Well, sometimes it's not well, technically that's abusive, right? And, oh yeah, it, it, and it's abusive. Not, not but, just appreciating, yeah, abusive. Right. Let's right. No, yeah. no, it's fine. It's abusive. Okay. This is a show that supposedly is being geared to also attract women. This is this is not. It's not written for women. It's written for men. And oddly enough, it's also created by three men. <laughs> There's not one woman of on the creative value on this thing, and it shows to me. In the show, interesting point. Interesting point. Um, well, let's go for for the pros before we go for the cons. Mike, what is something you did like? You said besides there was three or four things they um, people said. Was there anything about the show that you were like, okay, well, that like you said promise, like there was like a potential for something or a glimmer well, of light. Well, the show itself well, did not know what it wanted. Like, like there were if it was just going to go full blown um, Titans Go, fine, whatever. If that's where they want to go with it. Or they should have gone Justice League, the animated series Justice League. But they kept trying to blend the opposite ends of those and everything in between. Because you'd watch episodes, like, just think about the last episode. Right. You know, it's, it's literally, most of it is not funny. And I don't mean as in to my sense of humor. Most of it's not funny. It's this whole drag. I mean, like, it's literally the, the people in a relationship finally face-to-face, yelling at each other, talking about their feelings. A friend has died, da-da-da-da-da-da. But it's like that's uneven to the rest of all the other episodes. And even within the episodes, you get a lot of that, like where they come in with, um, like when the heroes are more, when more of the heroes are involved, it actually feels like, okay, cool. This could have been a really cool, more, more or less dramatic ish animated series with some humor to it, which is always fine. 
Um, but then it isn't. Like, you know, like, for instance, like, when they, uh, uh, when they're on the Tawny show, I forget what episode that is, where they're on the Tawny yeah. show, and she's yeah, trying like to get Robin. Yeah, like, four or five. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, like, like, the fight scene in there was really good. You know, it was really cool. But, like, it didn't fit into the show. Because it's just I, out of place. I'll yeah. agree with you. I'll say this. I, there was never in my head, and not that I think this was your head, but in my head, this was always meant to be, you know, an over-the-top adult gag piece a la Porky's, a la, you know, like, I'm right. trying to think about, you know, but, but you're right. There's times where they lean towards the other direction. You're like, well, what are you doing? So I can see that. But, I mean, I just felt like, I didn't get used to um, Katie. What's her name? Kuko or Kuko? Right? Oh, Kuko. 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 Yeah, Kuko. Yeah. Um, felt like she she wasn't actually Harlequin. Like it didn't feel like she was Harlequin until later, later on. It took her a while to for for that sound for me to get used to her being Harlequin. And maybe I'm spoiled by Tara Strong, and maybe I'm um, uh, spoiled by the other versions of um, Harlequin that I like. But okay. I just didn't. You know, I, I feel like she. Oh, I don't know, like, her, her dialogue wasn't as snappy as I thought it would be. It was trying to be funny, but it wasn't snappy, you know. That, that, that right. That's kind of what I wanted out of Harlequin, and I didn't get it. But okay. hold on, let's not talk yet. Good parts. What do we like? What are some good things? Ralph, anything you liked? I already told this you. Man got a, he's got a list. I love everything. I have a I, couple I, things that, that I liked. Yeah, go I, ahead. I was, like, every time they made a joke, I was laughing. I was, yeah. every you know... Especially Clayface, it took me a while to realize that it was Alan Tudyk because he, mm-hmm. I, I'm such a big fan of his, you know, he's, he's such a great oh, actor. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. So, yeah. so when I hear, when I hear this voice, I'm like, where have I heard this before? And then, um, he did this like, like sort of like loud, sort of like exclamatory kind of expression. And I'm like, holy shit, Alan Tudyk. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> my favorite honestly and because and i like the show or at least this is what i liked about the show because it did try too hard but i like that they took some characters that you wouldn't even fucking put in the show and put in the show like kite man condiment right. king come on yeah condiment king yeah but kite man was oh wait, sorry he, that's, he, that's season two sorry. i was about to say that's not in season one <laughs> yeah but um kite man that's my guy. I, I definitely like the way they kind of made, they made him interesting. And now, mind you, they've done it in other things before. I know in the comic book, they tried to give Kite Man something to do. And then I think, I feel where else, where else did they try to make Kite Man interesting? Was it one of the animated series or kind yeah, of, yeah. They, they, like recently they've been trying to bring him up as like a, a character well, that could. In, uh, in Batman Brave and the Bold, they show Kite Man because they have Plastic Man in there. And Plastic Man used to be a goon for Kite Man. Kite Man, right. But I mean, the Kite Man's one, definitely one of the things I liked. I liked. Um, there is balance with, with Poison Ivy. I don't like that they took away the fact that, you know, that her and Harley have a love interest. That you you feel like they kind of want to touch it. That sounds horrible. They kind of want to touch it, but you know, they kind of want to do like like, like like yeah, shut up. <laughs> they kind of want to go in that direction, but then they kind of back off a little bit. Not a little bit. They backed off altogether. There is. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's. Because you know, like she'll say, you know, there's people that are good for you. There are people that are there for you, and then like um, Harley Quinn will totally blow it off, but they never like follow up. Right, but I like, mean, but the thing is that like like I said, that's not really going. Once you've made the character at least so far to our ear, our ears and eyes that you know Poison Ivy is completely heterosexual. She's you know they're talking about guys that she's dated in the past. They're talking about this guy. It's like oh well, you know, you've taken away that, which is just really weird for this. Again, this adult, you know, level bringing in the da 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 da. Like their only adult thing they're actually bringing in is just blood and foul language. Like you know, like they're. It's like so you've veered away from the more, uh, let's say, uh, conversational parts of two of your main characters. What kind of an adult show is this? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. It's Daniel Day Lewis's "There Will Be Blood" because there <laughs> will be blood in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, the gratuitous violence is just like, I mean, it's hardcore. I was, yeah. I was, I, even I was kind of like, damn, they went there. Wow. I, I mean, when when King Shark is swimming in the tank and he gets a little bit of blood, like that was one of the funnier moments because they're like, he's like, oh, I I'm not really good around blood, and then he gets that little bit of blood. He just goes, I'm. Everybody's thinking he's gonna be like, uh, you know, like sick or something, and there's no, of course, shark frenzy. 
Yes. And they're like, oh, wow. That is not what I thought he meant when he wasn't, when he said he wasn't good with blood. (laughs) Speaking of that episode, I was very surprised that they included so much of the Justice League in it. Yeah. But at least they kept them. And here's my thing. Maybe it's like a, oh, well, at least, at least they kept them kind of stoic. A little bit like they didn't make them too goofy. Like Batman was Batman, with the exception of the Robin episode. You know, Batman. Well, Batman was, yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's, he's mostly he's Batman. Straight, he's very, Superman he's is straight. dumb as a board. Only Frank Miller could have written him like that because <laughs> he is. He's just he's just ridiculous, you know. And I'm like, all right, I mean, but it doesn't. It's, see, I think what everyone thinks when they think about my humor is that it's like, oh, this is just wrong with the characters. No, it's not about wrong with the characters. It's just if it doesn't fit in the show. Which, like I said, if they went all on, if they just pushed all their money in on. Like I said, over the top, wild, and crazy, I'd have been fine. But it's like you're you're not, and therefore, like I now don't know what you're trying to expect me to like, dislike, or whatever with your characters because it's just you know, like like for like one character they at least kept consistently, uh, well, like unfortunately they're all two dimensional, but consistently uh, on his own was like Commissioner Gordon. I mean, he's not our Commissioner Gordon, but they've left <laughs> right. him be what he is. You know, it's none of this back and forth, um, whatever it fits the bill. Uh, it, it's just like I said, it's just a, it was very uneven for me, and I didn't enjoy it for another one of those reasons. Um, like I said, I'm on many, many other reasons. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I was kind of bothered by, by, by the way they portrayed Commissioner Gordon because they made him out like a fucking desperate bum. I mean, I didn't mind. I mean, again, like, you know, if that's the way you're going to portray him, I'm fine with it. And I was fine with it. Um, like I said, he didn't bounce back and forth. Like, I like that. It's like you, you've made him away. You're going to stick with it. You know, ride that out. Um, right. But other characters, like I said, like Superman, like they tried to be Superman, but then... He was stupid man at times. I'm like, I'm not really kind of getting it. <laughs> well, when, know, he bro- like, when he broke through the wall and he's uh, trying to save Lois Lane, he goes, oh, my God, I, kept, I had my mouth open for that. I'm like, no, no. He says, I got to remember to close my mouth before I break through a wall. <laughs> yeah. I'm, laugh- I'm laughing just as hard as I did then. Um, <laughs> but uh, like I told you, I mean, I'm not lying. I, I sat here. I-, I was so happy when it was done. I actually put on, like, comedies to laugh. <laughs> I actually wow. put on things to, to laugh at, um, but well, no, I, I I literally did not laugh. I don't think once from episode four all the way till thirteen. I'm not. I don't think I'm exaggerating. I think I laughed four times between one and four. You know, uh, so for me it just wasn't working. And like I said, the uh, the two black actors, particularly that played characters that are definitely your stereotype black, that was also just annoying hey, it was annoyingly pandering at that point ron funches was hilarious come on man he played uh, king shark yeah i know no i was, I, t- I I was, I was telling to the other guy who looked I'm at sure. me like who the fuck is ron funches i know who ron funches is i know sure. the, i know his fucking comedy sure yeah he's the other black guy jb smooth i know also <laughs> but jb smooth once you know jb smooth playing a role J.B. Smooth's playing the same role. Yeah, probably. That's, that's what you're playing getting. J.B. Smooth. J.B. Smooth's playing J.B. Smooth as no, a great plan. You know, yeah. so that... But, I mean, I, I didn't really... I didn't feel like they were shucking and jiving. It was a little over the top, but... Well, let um, me put it this way. Out of our cast of characters, um, besides Wanda Sykes, who is not a member of the cast of characters... Right. What other black character did we have that was visually black? That was visually black. None. So we had no. caricatures of black people, and that was my problem. It wasn't so much the characters, but like it's like, so you don't put a black person into your cast of characters. You put stereotypes of them in other shapes. You know, it's kind of yeah, like it's, it's kind of like with the Ghostbuster cartoon when they put the ape in for the black guy. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even a though, <laughs> even though that Ghostbusters cartoon was based off a TV show that was before the movie. And we talked about this. That filmation Ghostbusters cartoon with the gorilla mm-hmm. was based off of a, a show that came out in the 60s, 70s, some shit like that. It was before the, 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 the Ghostbusters. It was before. So people made that correlation, but it, that wasn't a thing. But I see what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, but also. Like, I see what you're saying. Well, like, the funny part is even the actor says, I mean, it's not saying that it doesn't say what you're saying is true about it being previous, but. That wasn't Ghostbusters. They, they branded it Ghostbusters, brought it forward, and put three out of the four people in it. Except for the black guy, who was a monkey. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh and so that, that, was like, well, that was a problem I had with this. It's, it's, like I said, I mean, I could, like, if they had brought in, name a black villain. In fact, it's DC. I dare you, name a black villain. Um, black Manta. 
<laughs> That's my only one. I only had one. Who, who, who was never black until Kingdom Come. <laughs> he was never a black man before that, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, besides you know, that, it's like if there had been a black villain and he was doing what either of those, you know, Smoove or, or um, Funches had done, wouldn't have bothered me. It was just the fact okay. that you've taken them out and yet you've given me representations without having to, you know, put your foot all in. Okay. Hey, so hey, that, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Some of the henchmen that were killed by Harley Quinn and Ivy were black. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Look at Ralph trying to make his case. All right. So let me ask you gentlemen, two separate questions. Okay. Ralph, the question I'm going to ask you is, is what like, was the... Is it multiple choice? No. Okay. I mean, you have multiple choices to choose from, but it's not multiple choice. Okay. Um, Ralph, the question for you is, what's the, which was the best episode for you? Mike, what was the episode for you that made you say, okay, I'm done? So, hmm. two separate questions, but the same idea. Basically, Ralph, what was the what was the best episode for you? The, either the funniest or the best, you know, like the the funnest episode for you. And Mike, what was the episode that you were like, okay, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try. Nope, I'm done. I'm done. That's Even bad. if you didn't like the like it from episode one, there has to be one like, okay, dropping of the of the mic. Fuck this. Ah, there was no one episode that did it for me. I, I, I really did not like almost any of them. <laughs> um, there's, there's not one literally that stands out as worse than the others. Wow. So yeah. th- there was none that just like was like, this I'm one tr- was I'm is, trying is to remarkably I, worse than other. I'm, I'm trying to think of something, but uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Ralph. You, you, I know you love this, so you probably have an easier answer. Uh, my favorite episode was the one when uh, she fights Maxi Zeus. Okay, Maxi Zeus. Because at the very end, um, when he's at the statue and he's all beat up, and he's like, uh, the, the reporter's interviewing him, was like, uh, Maxi Zeus, uh, what do you have to say? I can only say one thing: Harley Quinn's crew ain't nothing to fuck with. I'm like, yes, Wu Tang, <laughs> Wu Tang. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so you liked it for the call for for, for the Wu Tang fucking slogan? But it was also hilarious because the fact that you have this like super misogynist guy getting his ass kicked by Harley Quinn, it was just it was just great. All right, okay. So Ralph's got his favorite, and Mike says across the board it it was the worst. Well, they just because there's nothing that stood out like like oh this one of it's like they were just. Boring. <laughs> I'll say yeah. this. I, I mean, I have a, I, there's a there's a couple of episodes that I enjoyed. Like I enjoyed her going back to her, um, to Bentonhurst. Okay. I like that because uh, as much as I hate to say I agree with Mike. Uh, <laughs> Mike says Mike always talks about Harley Quinn as she needs to live in the realm of like the street the street villains. You shouldn't be fighting Dark Side. You should not be beating a Batman. You should be a street villain. You should be you know like you know birds of a feather flock together. So if you're having a story about her and her parents and, you know, hitmen and things of that sort, I was with that. I enjoyed that. That was, you know, that was fun and interesting. The episode that I was like, wow, we're really doing this? Is is it Psycho Man? It's not Psycho Man, right? Psycho Man? Dr. Psycho? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I keep getting confused with um, Psycho Man from Marvel. But, yeah, so when Dr. Psycho ends up... Um, you know, getting kicked out of the Legion of Doom because of using the C word. <laughs> Which is so funny in this show that that's the one word they didn't say. Well, well, it's... it's <laughs> Which was just so weird. <laughs> Wait, did he say it? No, he didn't. He got bleeped out, right? No, you would hear like, you would hear um, the C starting and then it would get beeped at the most, at the most of what you heard. <laughs> so, if it was a Guy Ritchie production, it wouldn't have been done, but okay. Did you hear that? <laughs> what? Ralph explains it all. Oh. <laughs> I fucking fell You're for welcome. it. <laughs> so, so... Um, the reason why it was so bad, it wasn't that he was saying the word; it was that he was saying the word to a woman. That's what it was. No, no, they beeped it every time. Yeah, but it was because he was saying it to a woman. So no, they beeped it anytime anyone referenced him. Remember, he was the beep guy. Was it? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Fucking cunt. Un- 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 unfortunately, yes, I'm sure because I saw all the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but anyways, just because he was saying it to a woman, so. This has been Ralph Explains It All. You're welcome. And I thought we were going to go with the whole one whole show without even hearing that. <laughs> we, yeah, Silly um, me. Funny, funny that you mentioned like the Ben's Hurst thing. The uh, thing that really pissed me off with the show is that they had a chance to give her 
some interesting thing, some backstory. But you notice she was just like she was just Harley all the time. Her backstory: she's a kid, she's throwing tantrums, she's a pain in the ass, she's dodging school. She's I'm like, so then you didn't change at all when you went into the vet. Like you you were you, just, you you were who you were. You were already a bad girl. That's now a bad girl with permanently bleached skin. Like so, like it's like oh, you've now made her way less interesting than she already was. <laughs> you know, it's like he dumped me. You know, he dumped me in the tank. And made you what you've always been, <laughs> you know. Apparently, so, apparently she. she yes, yeah, so, I mean, I, I found. I'm sorry. Apparently, she was always bad, and and just being around the Joker, just pushed her more towards the edge, is is what they're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I just I thought that was lame too, because it's like, well, you took a chance out of having her have some difference, and for God's sakes, just like in the movie, literally just like in the movie, if you tell me one more time that she used to be a psychiatrist. It's just like, that's like your friend that like once saw Springsteen or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just constantly reminding you about, well, you know, that hand is rough, but not as rough as Springsteen's after that time I shook it after his concert. And, you know, <laughs> like, dude, I mean, I, I, we know you're a psychiatrist. Get over it. No, see, that was, that, that was a thing I was a little bit confused on because is she a psychiatrist or a psychologist? Psychiatrist. Okay. They don't psychiatrist. do psychologists in, in comics. Because they refer to her multiple uh multiple times they said oh i understand you're a psychologist well that could have been also like them not understanding the terms anyway and they just kind of right. let it rock you know because yeah. people would get that confused all the time okay yeah um i'll say this though mike i mean i, I hear what you're saying um i'll disagree with you know like if you're trying to get a new audience or even people who know harlequin you know i would say half of the people who love harlequin do not know that she's, or forget that she's a psychiatrist. You're right, they don't have to drive it home. But it's not like Peter Parker, like, okay, we know how your fucking uncle died. That's something. That's been, what, 50, 60 years? 60, mm-hmm. se- I'm sorry, 70 years. 70 years. You know, Carla Quinn is relatively young, so I can see You, you should have stuck with less than 60, but you would have been a lot better. <laughs> fuck, fuck. <laughs> 60 yeah. plus 70 makes 2030. <laughs> <laughs> two plus two equals pancakes. <laughs> Dad but you know what I'm saying? Like, again. shit it. <laughs> but but all I'm saying is that I could I kind of let that rock. And I think maybe that they would have, because they showed instances of when she was like in her own brain and she had her psychiatrist side. I think that they could have went there and you know or used that version of Harlequin a little bit, but they didn't. But what was weird though is that. The only time that she seemed like the normal person that you expect that she even tries to act like she was is when she's a psychiatrist. It's like, so you just playing dress up as a psychiatrist? Because it's the only time that she's normal. Yeah. Is when she's exactly the psychiatrist. Because think about it, even when she was a gymnast. Yeah. She freaked out. Like, right. you know, like so like it's only then that she's like, Oh no, this is the normal side of your brain. I'm like, obviously you're not. You're like <laughs> you're like her pretend side of her brain because it's the only moment in time that she seemed to be sane. You know, well, I, I so I have a reason uh, an explanation for that. Ralph no, we don't even want to. <laughs> you're welcome. Twice, twice. So, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing wrong? So it's it's a very simple explanation. Very simple. When she was a psychiatrist, she was taking the drugs she was prescribing as well, which mellowed her out. And that's what it was. That's okay. it. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. Um, but psychiatrists I, don't prescribe medicine. Psychologists yeah, they do. do. Psychiatrists. No, do psychiatrists are the psychologists. Ones. Psychologists don't. Okay, fuck those better words. And now you know why they use those words interchangeably in DC. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was just me showing an example. I was a sacrificial lamb. Thank you. Pay me money later. <laughs> Okay. Is there? Yeah, no, I just thought that was a, that was a weird one. But I, um, like I said, you know, it was just like, like I said, there were parts of it that were cool. Like um, there were times that the Joker was very Joker like, and I actually did enjoy that. Um, you know, they did a, a decent job <gasps> of writing him. Of being you like the Joker? I'm very surprised. I mean, he was. I, mean, he, I liked him. Also, he was but... Joker. I mean, yeah, he was pretty. He's pretty fair of what the Joker is. I mean, he's crazy. I mean, he's. I mean, granted, the part where he's easily duped, taken out, or whatever is just. It's just stupid. I mean, I'm not again. He's not Batman. He doesn't have Batman's plot armor. It's just that like he wouldn't put up with the shit that he puts up with for the most part. But again, we excuse that because we know this is a comedy. It's an animated comedy. That's fine. But otherwise, I mean, for the most part, the Joker, you know, just like like when he killed or when he thought he killed uh, um, Poison Ivy, and he just kept laughing. I thought that was great. Where like he didn't even stop giggling and laughing. And I'm like, yeah, he wouldn't. He would have found that completely funny. Right. <laughs> you know. 
um, not funny and then like made a point. And, you know, it's like, no, he's he's not stopping laughing because he's crazy. You know? well, I, I thought it was because he has a, a brain condition that prevents him from uh, uh, having what is it? How, what did they say in, in the Joker? <laughs> they said that they shouldn't try to explain a character that was basically turned evil because he fell into a vat of acid that changed everything. Okay, that, that, that's what they said. Right. <laughs> the you know. bitterness on these bitches. That's yeah. Well, I mean, well, 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 let's just put it this way: How can I prove that? Well, what's the very last scene of episode thirteen? Him jumping into Him a vat of acid. Ha 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 ha! Because the Joker it reverted him back to human, to normal. It's not human, but to normal. That was the purpose of what he was dropping in the vat for. It wasn't acid acid. It was like it almost, the, it was either the same chemical that if you d- jump in twice, it reverts you back, or it was a different chemical to take it away, one or the other. Right. But you saw his hand turn from pasty white to normal. Yeah. And his laughter kind of just ended. I did not because, even pick because, up on that. I yeah, did not because, pick up because on that. The, because again, it's not him, it's the chemical that drove him insane, you know. And that's that's the whole point of it, you know. It's just like it's it's not like he was just like I said. It's not like oh, I was always bad like Harley Quinn, and now I just have an excuse. It's no, I, I was fucked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Anything else we want to mention before we go to renaming and ratings? Yeah, I want to see exactly how that Harley Quinn beating up Aquaman and the rest of Legion of Doom plays out again. <laughs> <laughs> I I forgot about that. I totally... and again, I know it's a show, but it's just like it was just like, but then then she'll. She'll get. She can't take down the Joker. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know how that works. Because Joker <laughs> yeah, doesn't care makes, about love, fish. That's why. Love makes you weak. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Or any other character. What's another? I forget. There's another character that she just couldn't seem to fight. And I'm like, you. You just took down a guy that can withstand the depths of like, the lowest depths of the ocean, which we can't even build anything that can withstand that level of pressure, and you hit him with a bat. <laughs> but you can't somehow take down this thug that's got you by one arm <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I, okay alright it's just Ralph, one of those things Ralph any parting shots before we go into renaming loved it don't change a thing wow I can't wait, can't wait to hear this review <laughs> alright so or the rating All right, so, but let's go to first you know, our, you know our routine renaming the series I'll go first to give Ralph some time I'm going to call it Harlequin. Fuck for fuck's sake. There we go. Ralph. Harlequin's crew ain't nothing to fuck with. There you go. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, this one's going to be interesting. I'm sitting patiently. Mike. Harlequin, finally a character for straight male comic nerds who want to fuck their best male friends. Damn. That's what she is. She's all the best parts of Bill that sits right next to you, except she's got boobs. <laughs> She's literally no different. And than has that. a vagina. By the way, I was very surprised. I was very surprised they showed her. I was very surprised they showed her ass. I was like, "Wow, they weren't there." Okay, really, you're shocked. A show written by men, geared towards men, but pre- pretending to be about women and their liberation. Hmm. No, I'm not shocked at all. <laughs> like I said, a show for straight male comic nerds that want to fuck their best male friends. <laughs> you, know? you know what I did? Wow. Find that that was like the only little bit of of nudity throughout the whole show. I think I think they would. Um, I think with all the over-the-top graphic violence and the language, I think the nudity would have made DC Universe the channel very like you know. No, no, but I mean, parents are like, I'm not going to let my child subscribe I, to this. Right. Thing. I mean, like, there's there's not even like a little bit of cleavage, or or even like a higher, uh, like well, booty shot or something like that. That was the only they, little bit. It's shit that Ralph's yeah, looking think, for. I, mean, I think this it's like kind of what Cap is saying that like you kind of have to pick and choose your battles because if you give everything, then parents and I'm not talking about total nudity, but I'm like if you give too much cleavage along with uh, showing ass and then all the bad language, you're going to get parents saying no because remember the parents that aren't watching are just hearing about it and right. and you know how we, we we've all played telephone or some game along that line. It turns from like oh she was pulled uh, her pants were pulled down a little bit on the trees on the top of her ass to it was full on taint. <laughs> you know like that's what the parents are hearing and now they're saying our kids are not going to subscribe to DC Universe. <laughs> you know Mike said taint. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go for it. Ratings for Harlequin. Ralph, I give it um, eight. Uh, I didn't think her head would fly off like that out of 10. <laughs> and, you know, they never went back around and explained that. I thought they were at least going to be like, oh, yeah, let's give it some kind of shitty answer. But it's like, oh, I guess she just 
has a head that comes off without neck bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was crazy. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give it five C words preventing me from joining the Justice League out of ten. <laughs> Fucking cunts. Think the C think the C word would do it. Yeah. See, Mike. If, if Guy Ritchie directed this thing, there'd be more cunts. Yeah. I said that earlier in the fucking show. No one listens to what you're saying. And it was, Obviously, you and, don't. And it, and it was just as funny then. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Mike. Okay, Mike. I said that. Mike. Uh, well, I had to come back around. Now it just seemed out of place. Um, <laughs> I give it four and a half. This is from the show. I'm going to fuck you with bullets out of ten. <laughs> that's just, and that's just how funny I found the show. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you with bullets. Actually, that's kind of funny, though, Mike. That's, <laughs> All right. It's a great show if you've ever watched it. All right. So there you have it. Harley Quinn. <laughs> Ralph's disappointed they showed no taint. Mike says funny it ain't. <laughs> but guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go is next. Geeks on the go. Now with more Harley Quinn. Oh, I'm not, not sure. I was waiting for Mike to say something. Oh, please stop. There's a season two, Mike. Season oh. two. Yeah but, uh, yeah, but you know what? What I say to that? I'll review that right after we review Iron Fist season two, Cap. <laughs> so once I, you watch it and we review it, I will happily review Harley Quinn season two. It's challenge accepted. You I've got it. it. All right. So. Oh, I've seen it too. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let's stop measuring how big our dick is in regards to Netflix size. We don't have a tape um, measure that long. Oh my God! <laughs> or a laugh track that, or a laugh track that short. Um, okay. So you know the you know the gimmick. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we've made it twice under the minute mark. I'm aiming. I mean, COVID nineteen is you know ravaging the land. I'm hoping to maybe get a third he's time so, within he's a month. So proud of that twice. He's like he's yeah. like that seventeen year old. Is like I've had sex twice, well, <laughs> bro. I'm no, I'm like the guy who hit lotto twice. Big difference. Ah, well, yeah. I I we just want to tell you something, Cap. Sorry to break your bubble, but that second time we faked it. <laughs> that sounds it wasn't like good teams. for me. Wow. <laughs> Fuck you both. Ready, set, go. What famous comic book cover would you display on your home wall as art, Ralph? Um, the cover of Craven's Last Hunt with Spider-Man coming out of the grave. That one. Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Mike. Flash 123, the Flash of Two Worlds. Oh, I love that cover. That's yeah. good. If M22 had a t-shirt for each member of the crew, what would your t-shirt say, Mike? MFG on the back, motherfucking genius on the front. <laughs> Ralph. Mine would say, I can explain that. And then <laughs> okay. on the back, in the back, it would say, you're welcome. All right. Same question, except tell me about another member's shirt, and what would it say? Ralph. Uh, Mike's would say Puppet Master, and yours would say Dad Brain. Hello? With a question. Wow. <laughs> Mike? Both of yours would say, we work with MFG. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Final question. Fill in the blank. Fantastic Four needs blank in their MCU debut. Ralph? A good script. Uh, uh, uh. Fuck, we almost had it. Okay. You said a good script. Okay. Good script, yeah. Mike? Good writers. Yeah. Good writers. Yeah, <laughs> their characters are fine. <laughs> they just need to be written better. Yeah. <laughs> Was it Sue? Let's not do this. No. Let's. <laughs> you know, it actually took them forever to come up with that line. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they, Jessica Alba wrote it too. And if they could just find a Sue and Johnny Storm that are the same, like you know, ethnicity this time, well, I don't need to. I don't need to add another level to my disbelief. I don't care if they're both white, black, Asian, Latina. I don't care as long as they're both the same. You didn't like the, the adopted. Uh... Aspect of well, it? you already had you already had Jessica Alba and Chris Evans. Then they like double down with what's her face, like you know, um, Pillsbury Dough Woman, <laughs> and then Michael B. And Jordan. Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, like I'm like, I mean, how much are we going to go next? <laughs> you know, wow. And the next one, the Nelson, Nelson Nelson Mandela and you know Cher. I don't know <laughs> where we're going next with this. <laughs> They're gonna go oh. just completely off the spectrum next time. It's gonna be. Uh, a ginger and just like a dog completely off the spectrum. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
I don't even want to know which one's going to be which. That's worse than, <laughs> that, that's worse than Herbie the Robot. <laughs> fucking hated that version of the cartoon. Um, oh. Shout-outs. Do we have any shout-outs, gentlemen? Mike, Ralph? My shout-out is to Governor Cuomo for getting a game plan for getting us out of here in the long term. You know, we're, we're looking at May 15th as a slow open to the rest of the state of New York. NYC, of course, still lingering because we got a lot of cases, but we're getting a lot better. So I am happy about that. Me Shout too. out to the Gov. Yeah, even though I don't like a lot of his other politics, he's really handled this really well. He's actually been a really good example of how to kind of, you know, push certain um, issues aside and handle what's more important, which is lives. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's really good to kind of see that going. Um, Ralph, any shout outs? I would like to shout out everyone I've shouted out before. Thank you for what you're doing. Keep up the good work. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, My shout outs go to everybody who's still listening, um, especially to South Carolina. South Carolina hit us up um, on Instagram, I believe, with a very heartfelt thank you for um, us doing the podcast. And very good, very good to hear from her. I'm so glad we're able to make you happy. Even though you don't agree with a lot of our opinions and our statements, the fact that you're still listening and that we're still making you able to be chuckling and especially in the, a lot of these dark times, makes me happy that we're able to do that. So um, we no. want to thank you for reaching no, out to Definitely us. thanks to South Carolina. Seriously, I, I don't need anybody to agree with me. I know my opinions can be up there, down there. doesn't even matter. But it, as long as you respect them, listen to them, and more importantly, laugh your ass off. That's all I want. As long yes. as you just keep writing that MFG is the funniest of the three, we're good. I, I hope you don't, South Carolina. South also, Carolina, funniest of the three. Oh, God. And also, shout out to Johannes, who hit me up a couple days ago. He started listening to the podcast again and was like, hey, oh, tell the guys. What's, yeah, he's he's finished his book. Um, Johannes, he sent us a free copy? Three free copies? Johannes? Johannes. Nah, he, nah, he needs us to support, so I got to get the information. I, I got to buy. I got to pick up the book. But he finished the book. He was supposed to have like a press release thing and... Um, and ended up being like, he had, ended up doing an art show for some friends because it was right around COVID. Very nice. And remember, he's in Sweden. So, you know, there's, there's all that stuff going on in Sweden. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, so. like you, you sounded so not knowledgeable about Sweden <laughs> at that one moment. Well, well because I went one way with <laughs> it. This is no, Sweden. No. And, you know, you know that, that thing. All that stuff. I, that thing I that happened in Sweden. I, I trumped it on that one. No, I mean, you know, him and I were talking about the fact that I'm like, hey, guys, I heard you guys are going for herd immunity. How's that going? <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, people are idiots. I'm like, same here. <laughs> Except that our idiot's more visible because he's in the public eye. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so um, shout out to these guys. Shout out to everybody who's staying safe. And hopefully soon we're going to get out of this. And I promise you. Oh, and. Shout out to the people who are out of the Jacob Javits Center. And I'm not saying that because that's where they hold Comic-Con. I'm saying that because that was probably my biggest fear. Like, if you're filling up that convention center with a bunch of people being sick, like, that was like, oh, my God. You know, and and they ended up not having to use it as much, and they've cleared everything out. I'm happy that, you know, that the pandemic is starting to go down and that yeah. people are starting. You're here on that. Yeah, you're so, here on that. I mean, I don't care if we don't have a Comic-Con. The fact that people are not, we're not so backed up, we're in a convention center, makes me happy. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I, it'll be it'll be hard-pressed for me to go to the Comic-Con, even if we are all clear by the September, October. It just, it really will be. Um, and the fact that, uh, oh, by the way, I didn't actually put that in the news. I forgot to. So that your Comic-Con, um, for all of you that may not have bought tickets in the past and therefore received newsletters from them, uh, they're still going ahead with the New York Comic-Con. Uh, for, set for October. Wow. You know, I mean, I mean, again, they're going ahead with it in the idea that they'll make changes otherwise. You know, so like they're right. they're still saying scheduled. They're saying that obviously, if it does get canceled, they they will fully refund all money, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm just a little annoyed that it's like, guys, you can miss it for one year. Seriously, there's there's a lot that's going to be going on at this point well, to try and worry about. You know. How, let's put it this way. How will you even slightly social distance? Look, look, even if you divided that in half, how would you do it? Look at it this way. Right now, New York Comic Con has the opportunity to be the biggest Comic Con of the year because San Diego Comic Con is not happening. So everything that they would have released during San Diego could possibly happen during New York Comic Con if it happens. 
Do you okay. imagine here's how many more people that also means will come to the city? They won't have tickets, yeah. Yeah. but they're going to be here. Yeah. Here's what I, here's what I also say because Ralph brings up an excellent point. First off, I would say they would be the biggest Comic Con dot 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 by default. But also remember the fact that um, when it comes to Comic Con, you know one thing that makes the San Diego better is the fact that they have access to the Hollywood stars. I don't see any Hollywood stars coming to the epicenter of the disease to do a. They're just not. So well, even, even if they are going to release that are here, you know, do they really want to be around that many people again right now? Right. Nope. Yeah. But the, the well, you know, the biggest cosplay that'll be this year. Stop. Hazmat suit. Stop. I was waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, there'll probably be be people dressed as COVID. <laughs> If we go Somehow. to Comic Con, I don't know if I would, but if even if we did, I give Mike full license to drop kick anybody. And if he can get both feet in the air and kick him like that, I would give props even more. So, like Mike, I got your dinner. I got your dinner, Mike. Here's, here's what you do. You um Oh fuck. If you see someone dressed as uh as COVID, right? You hit him with uh, your chloroquine. And that's a sword uh-huh. that you just write on it, chloroquine, and you just you keep hitting with him. Or like a bat Well, I was just I was just gonna shove UV light up its ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our president says that'll work. <laughs> just, wow, that's, just a, that's quite the way. On it. That is quite the way to put a bow on the show. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, we're off the tech. This is the cap saying, "Keep it geeky." And guys, hang in there. We're almost there. Almost. 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 almost.